Hello and welcome to the 1/160 of a second photography podcast. Today I'm going to be looking at toy photography. Now I got interested in toy photography simply because I came across a video on YouTube that was suggested to me. It was by a chap called Jared Middleton and he's in the USA and I had a look and I really liked what he was doing and I didn't think anything really about it and then I saw another video again suggested on YouTube by someone called Jerry Business and it was sort of one of those videos that is to do with a company sort of examining someone in a sort of documentary. So I think it was a photo shelter video featuring Jerry Business and it was about Jerry Business in New York doing some toy photography. I thought oh I'd like to have a go at that and so I'm just going to talk about how I got on and what I found out. Let's talk about what toy photography is. It's obviously taking a picture of a toy and that sounds thoroughly mundane and boring but the idea is to make that picture interesting to give some sort of context or tell some sort of story. So Jared Middleton does sort of science fiction Star Wars images not not exclusively from what I can see but that's the video I saw and obviously I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and he'll recreate a battle scene or make it interesting. So he'll add explosions in camera rather than doing it in Photoshop and get good image. And when you do toy photography, it can look like they're not really toys, if that makes sense. Not everything has to look like a toy, and so some things don't look like they're toys and look like they're real or they're people. And Jerry Business does a similar thing. So he will put his toy in a setting and a context and take a picture of it. And it almost looks lifelike. First look at it, you think, oh, yeah, that, that's just a car. So we'll put a toy car on the ground, on a road, and he'll do it against a backdrop so that it looks like it's a car. Just a standard picture of a car, but actually it's a toy car. And it got me thinking... I can do this and this might be quite good fun. So Jared uses a DSLR and he uses tools like wire to hold his toys in place. And Jerry Business just uses a phone. So I have a few Star Wars figures and I thought, oh, that'll be quite good. And there's a forest near me and I thought I'll go out and I will do some toy photography. It'll be a nice sort of trip out. Won't take too long and I'll see how I got on. Well, I was really pleased with the images. That's the short story. Now I'm going to talk about the long story. So I decided I would take with me my iPhone and I took with me the earpods so I could trigger it. What I don't like about using a smartphone is you can't do it one-handed. So if I had to hold a toy or a light, it's really difficult to do it one-handed. So I took the earpods because I thought that might be able to help me just be a bit more fluid and just might be a bit easier. In fact, I didn't use the earpods at all, but I had them as my backup as a remote trigger. On my iPhone, I had a camera app called Moment, which I think is really good. It allows you to control much more than the standard camera app will allow you to control. With it being a Star Wars picture, and it was a picture of Kylo Ren, you want it to be dark, you want it to be quite moody, you want sort of a bluish white balance, you know, you want that sort of thing. So if you take it in a standard way, it's not going to look like that. So I wanted control over my shutter speed. I wanted to ramp up the shutter speed to get a really fast shutter speed and kill a lot of the ambient light. What I found was really interesting is with Moment, it shows you the settings for your camera on your smartphone because you're going to adjust them. So it starts off with ISO around 50 and it starts off with a shutter speed of 1 30th of a second. Didn't give me the aperture value, interestingly. I think that must be fixed. So of course I dropped the ISO as much as I could and I raised the shutter speed as much as I could. So I used my Loom Cube just to illuminate it and I got some quite good shots and so much better using Moment than using the standard iOS camera app. 
But also in the moment you can shoot in RAW, you can shoot in TIFF. So I shot in RAW and I was quite happy with that. I also brought along with me my Olympus TG5 because that's quite good at doing macro. Limitations with that though is you can't get a very fast shutter speed. It's really difficult to get a fast shutter speed with that and you end up with blurry images. But I took it along because I wanted to try out what worked. I also took a Micro Four Thirds camera and I know I've recently talked about Micro Four Thirds and not using them but I took a Micro Four Thirds camera and I took my standard 12 to 40 lens which is a 24 to 80 and I took a macro lens. So that was it. So leaning more towards Jared Middleton with a bit more kit. If I was going out and about and I was doing lots of these, I, I would just take a phone. I would definitely take the J business approach. No one looks at you if you have a phone. Just have a phone, a bag for your toys, and maybe your ear pods, and maybe some sort of tripod. That'd be quite useful. Or way of standing your phone up. In fact, could use the Loom Cube. That'd help stand your phone up. That was that. I went out, found a really good place, got some pictures. The best pictures came from, wait for it, my Micro Four Thirds camera. So I got some really good pictures. And because I've got a, a flip screen, I could get the camera really low. It was raining. It was a horrible day. I could get the camera really low and I could have it sort of pointing upwards at a really good angle. And my figure actually looked almost real. You could tell it was a toy because it had the gap between the legs and it had the bit, had sort of the pivot points where things can move. And I took some with the lightsaber and some without the lightsaber. I could have just with a few adjustments on my smartphone or on my iPad, I could have very quickly uploaded to Instagram, which I think is what Joey Business does. A lot of his work goes on Instagram. Again, I've not done a great deal of research on Joey Business. I've looked at that video and I've looked at his Instagram page. So if I am wrong about that, I do apologize. But looking at his Instagram page, I've seen lots of his toy photos. And then I did some editing in Lightroom. I did some quick edits to make it more atmospheric. I looked at images from both the Olympus TG5 and from the Micro Four Thirds camera. Now the Olympus TG5 had some blurry images. The Olympus TG5 is very good at getting macro shots. But again, you're looking at shutter speeds of sort of one thirtieth of a second, really. Even using the flash system, I couldn't seem to get particularly fast shutter speeds. I got some good shots, but they were really close macro shots and they didn't really put Kylo Ren in the right setting. It's two things that make this successful. It's the toy and it's the context of what you put it in. So if you do a macro shot, it's not really going to be that good because you're missing out the context. So you need quite a wide lens. Again, a camera phone is ideal for that, just to give it that content. So surrounding and toy go together really well. I didn't actually use my macro lens at all for my Micro Four Thirds camera. It came along, but it didn't get used. It was there as a backup. So I did some edits. I obviously made it a bit cooler, a bit darker. And then I went a bit crazy with my editing and I jazzed up the lightsaber. It looked a bit rubbish, really. If you're going to give him the lightsaber, you really have to do a bit of photoshopping. Otherwise, you might as well not give him the lightsaber. In fact, it looks better. So him having the lightsaber that hasn't been given an effect looks worse than not having the lightsaber. So I added in the lightsaber effect. Now to do that, it's incredibly easy. You just add a layer and you draw white over the lightsaber and then you duplicate it two or three times and then you add a Gaussian blur. So you start out on the Gaussian blur of five, next layer 25, next layer 40. Then you combine them together 
and then you just change in that layer the curves to give it a red or green sort of hue to it. So being Kylo Ren, I gave it a red hue and it looked good. The person holding the lightsaber was clearly going to have some reflection from the lightsaber. So you've got to sort of just make them a bit redder in certain places. So I added a red gradient and then I added a layer master so I could control where the lightsaber light spilt. I'd also spent some time before in Lightroom using the heel tool to go over the gaps between the plastic areas to remove those and sort of the, some join gaps. So actually once I'd finished that and once I finished the edit in Lightroom it did look, or you couldn't tell whether it was a toy or someone dressed up as Kylo Ren. So don't forget I darken things and stuff. I don't know whether editing it too much I was missing the point. I edited it so much that you couldn't tell whether it was a toy or a person. Did I do the right thing? I don't know. So it's toy photography, but I actually made it look like a person. I would love to do a photo shoot with someone dressed up as Kylo Ren, but the logistics of that are very difficult. To be able to replicate that with a toy is really good. But do I make it look like a person or do I keep it like a toy? I don't know what the right answer is. Something to bear in mind was there were some leaves on the floor. Certain things will give things away. If your toy is stood next to a leaf, they're going to be out of scale. It almost looks believable when you put the toy on the ground standing up and you take it from a low angle and you've got trees in the background. Because they're so far in the background, it looks real. The perspective makes you think it's real. If you have a leaf in the foreground, what's going to happen is that the perspective's going to be off. The leaf is going to be half the size of the person or the toy. So it's going to completely shatter the illusion. So I was very conscious of this. I made sure there weren't any leaves lying around. I made sure there wasn't any moss lying about that was in shot. So I moved those out of the way. If you wanted to emphasise it's a toy, putting in something to show that scale like a leaf would be quite good. So if you're photographing a toy car, you might put it on a tarmac on the road. You wouldn't photograph the car next to the road markings because that would be a dead giveaway in terms of size, perspective and proportion that it's a toy car, unless you wanted to do that. So I was really pleased with what I got. Don't forget I do a lot of portrait and fashion photography when I do it because I've not been doing it much very recently. And shooting a toy was so much easier. Didn't have to agree TFP rights, didn't have to pay someone. I could control all the lighting because it, it was small. And it was very easy to just add a little bit of light with an LED loom cube. And I could completely control the way I wanted it to look. And that's quite nice having control, not only creative control, but control over the whole process. I could go and I wanted, I could just put the model, essentially my Kylo Ren toy in my bag and go. I could change location. I had more control and it's quite a freeing experience. Now, something Jerry Business does is he has a philosophy of you don't want a brand new toy. You want a toy that has some character. And by character, what he means is it's been played with. So he will use a more battered toy. His preference would be to go for a more battered toy than for a shiny new toy. His toys tend to be older toys, toys that your grandparents might have had, toys that your parents might have had, toys that you might have had if you're around my age. They do look much better there's more of a story to them they're more worn they're less polished and they seem to fit within the context and the environment much better i will of course put links to jerry business's instagram and jared middleton's youtube channel because i think they're very good and they'll give you a wealth of information and background to looking at toy photography so what did i learn and what would i do again i looked at my images and while i was really happy with them i thought i could have achieved that through green screen it did have this slight look 
of a composite. It was an overcast day, I made it quite dark. Yeah, I could have done it by compositing, I could have done it by green screen. And I think what would have really just gone that extra mile to make that image a bit more special and make it the perfect image for me would have been to do some rim lighting. I would have used an LED and I would have put it behind Kylo Ren and out of shot. And I would have had it just shining down just to give a little bit of separation from the background. And that really would have really highlighted in the, the image. Maybe I would have put gel on it and that would have been really good. Now, I could have used those tools with any of the cameras I brought. So it would have worked with my phone. It would have worked with the Micro Four Thirds and it would have worked with the Olympus TG5 Tough. I wish I had done that. That's the only thing I would have done differently. And again, you don't need a flash gun. You just need something to give it a little bit of oomph. And the Loom Cube is powerful enough to give it separation like it's easily powerful enough. So I would have had maybe a little little mini tripod to put that on and just put it out of frame. And then maybe just another Loom Cube or something in my hand to sort of give a little bit of illumination so I can really drop that aperture and I can really drop that shutter speed without having to go crazy on ISO. So that's the only thing I would have done differently. And you know what? I think I probably will be doing a bit more toy photography in the future. One thing I will say about toy photography is people like Jared Middleton and Dre Business have been probably doing this for a long time. And when they started doing it, it was probably quite new and novel. Unfortunately, the moment you talk about something like that, the moment you share your work, people like me are going to have a go and they're going to copy it. And all of a sudden it's not new and novel. So I don't think toy photography is currently a new and novel thing. People are doing it. Lots of people are doing it. I'm doing it. I see it on YouTube. I see it on Instagram. And the moment it goes on YouTube and Instagram is the moment that people are going to copy it. And it's not novel. But that's the same with anything. It's not a new thing. But it's something that I think is good. So now when I go out with my children, I will probably be much more interested in toys than I was before. Uh, we always go, oh, can we look at the toys? Can we look at the toys? So, oh, yes, okay. But now I'll be, oh, yes, let's go look at the toys. Let's not go look at the new ones you want. Let's go and look at the old beaten up, damaged ones that have a bit more character than them photographically. Don't forget you can listen to the show on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. I've now managed to get the podcast on many more platforms, so pick the one you like. Don't forget, I'd really appreciate it if you can give a review on iTunes to help spread the word about the podcast. Thank you. Goodbye.